Greetings. Welcome back to the Cape Lee Revolution. This is Chachi, and man, I apologize for my extreme break in podcasts lately. Now, uh, in defense of myself, they haven't been the audio podcast, but what I have done is put up, gosh, a half dozen, dozen of my YouTube channel podcast and interviews galore, and I have two or three more to upload today. But uh, but yeah, so so I, I you know, would recommend you go over there to the Cape Lead Leadership channel over on YouTube and, and check those out. Lots of great information, lots of amazing guests and great friends and just good, good talk, great insight. Uh, really had a great time making all of those. But today's podcast is again brought to you by my buddy Marcus Mater. And uh, Marcus is a senior enlisted guy for the Air Force Wounded Warrior Program. And, uh, you know, he and I have the pleasure of running the two different foundations that support our career field, the TACP Association and the TACP Foundation. And he's been on my podcast before. So he was on in September of 2019. We were, I was out at National Harbor. So uh, he, we, had, we had a great leadership conversation and, and phenomenal guy. And, uh, you know, he and I spent a couple of days together just working on the association and foundation type of stuff. And as is the norm, when I get together with a lot of my friends, every conversation you get to have is through a leadership lens. Uh, you know, so whether it's him, whether it's Brian Krizelnik, the fifth Air Force Command Chief, whether it's David Satchel, uh, recently retired Chief Master Sergeant, like there's just a lot of goodness that happens with a lot of these conversations. So again, I'm, I'm just truly thankful for, for my inner circle. And so Marcus and I, you know, he and I have these conversations and I write down notes and it ends up being great. But then yesterday... I saw a Facebook video and it's this uh, kind of, I don't want to say YouTube star, right? But somebody on there, Anna Akana, A-N-N-A, A-K-A-N-A is, is her name. And, you know, as, as, is, as is true with everything, I, like I look at everything through a leadership lens and, and, and what lessons can be out there. And she had this, this funny video um, and it talks about the difference between men and women. But specifically, she was talking about how a year ago she had uh, came out as bisexual. And then over that past year, she had dated uh, exclusively women. And uh, the point of the video that she was putting out there was she started to understand some of the, the male complaints about relationships. And it was really funny because, you know, she, she went out with this, with this one lady. They went out and had dinner. And then when dinner was over, the other lady didn't even reach for her wallet didn't offer to pay, didn't do anything. And so she sat there, she goes, well, why, why should I have to pay? And you know, the, the understanding that she had had before with men was, you know, men, men can just, you know, men should pay because men are men, but I guess more, more specifically, you know, women have to take so much time and energy with makeup and clothes and hair to get ready for the day. It is truly and admittedly more of an event for them as far as this turns out. But then when it's women dating women, you know, does that, does that necessarily ring true? And how does that, how does that, you know, hold, hold together? And it was funny because she does these, these funny little anecdotes and, and kind of re- recreates some of these scenes. There was another one where she went on a date with this lady and the lady said, Hey, do you want to come upstairs and, and make out for a little bit? And she said, absolutely. And then when she got upstairs, she just ended up sitting there talking for like three or four hours. And you know, her point was simply, and again, uh, I think that to back up my point, it wasn't that she minded talking, but that wasn't her expectation. And as I am fond of saying, any deviation to an expectation causes frustration. So she went up there thinking that one thing was going to happen, but in all reality, it was something different. 
And it's not that she minded that different thing, but again, it just wasn't her expectation. So, you know, so she started understanding guys, uh, you know, a little bit better when it, when it came to that stuff. And so, um, so I, I sent this to Marcus and I sent it to Marcus and I said, Hey, from a leadership lens, what do you think about this video? And I was trying not to use leading language and I was trying not to help make my point for him or use my leading language to make sure that he's reinforcing my understanding of expectations and having distinct conversations about expectations because, because realistically, you know, the thing that I talk about expectations is when we understand them, then we can have the conversations we always think we're having. If, if, uh, Anna Akana had, if she had known about, I'm sorry, her name could, could be Anna too, by the way. So I apologize. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Uh, it just rhymes. So I go with it. But you know, for, for that first example, when it comes to paying for, for the check, you know, there was an opportunity missed for having a conversation about the expectations. And then for the second example, going upstairs, there was a conversation about expectations, but it, it wasn't very thorough. And it probably wasn't an expectation, even though the, the other lady had said, hey, do you want to come upstairs and make out? Okay, that is a pretty decent communication of an expectation. And then that didn't come to fruition, and then that ends up being frustrating. So, so I thought... The, the conversation was, was going to go that way. And to Marcus's credit, uh, that is absolutely not where that, where that conversation went. And so, so I said, hey, take a look at this. Let, let me know what you think from a leadership perspective. And Marcus writes back, and I was absolutely floored. Absolutely floored because he writes back and he says, I suppose that in any given relationship, you only have half of the perspective. And man, his, his answer just, just knocked me to my knees realistically. Like, like this, is, this is so simplistically profound. And I'd never really thought about it because I, I kind of think, understand, and, and teach expectations in a, uh, sorry, perspective in a little bit of a different way. Because, you know, I want us to have the sharing of perspective, which is absolutely true. You know, if we can look at something from another person's point of view, that's always good. And I think we all understand that. However, it's a little bit flawed in our ability to understand how and why we do that, right? If I'm going to look at it from your perspective, what is going to help give me that perspective? I just can't pretend that I've walked in your shoes all, all, all this time. And I think that, that kind of gets to the root of Marcus's point is that in any conversation, you only account for at most half of the perspective. If I'm going to have this conversation with my wife, she's going to have half of the perspective. And now, thankfully, we can have a lot of this stuff because we've been together for, for 12 years, right? And so, uh, you know, we, we, we have scar tissue, obviously, but we know what the other person's like, what they're not like, what they dislike, and, and I can have a better understanding of these things. But I thought, like, what an amazing point that in any conversation, I only have half of the perspective. And the cool part about this is, is, you know, that number only gets smaller. If I'm in a conversation with two other people, I've only got 33% of the perspective. Or if I'm with four people, I've only got 25%. And we can see how those numbers dwindle as we start to understand what we are, or perhaps more, more specifically, are not contributing to the conversation. 
I thought this was such an amazing point because yes, and again, I don't think it deviates from my points about perspective at all. Because I, I think I think we do need to try and understand where the other person's coming from. But again, we have to compartmentalize that and see exactly what it is. You know, if I'm having a conversation with my wife and she sees it differently, it'd be pretty rude of me just to, you know, naively say, well, she sees this differently because she's a woman. Or she sees this differently because she's a mom and I'm a dad. Or she's uh, she sees this differently because she grew up you know, outside of Chicago and I grew up in Kansas City. You know, so those are certain elements to what we have. But, you know, it, it'd be very, very naive of me to think that, that I could just pinpoint something there. So our understanding of perspectives and the way I explain it, as, as you've heard before, if you've been listening to this for any amount of time, is perspective is based off of six things. Family. Education, training, experiences, successes, and failures. And our ability to understand that, break it down, compartmentalize, and have a conversation about what's at play is going to be ideal for us truly trying to have a conversation about perspectives or our ability to understand the other person's perspective. But Marcus's simple point that I guess in any given relationship, you can only account or you only make up half of the perspective Man, absolutely phenomenal point. Phenomenal point. So my, my hoped takeaway for you is that you can sit back and realize during those conversations, you don't know as much as you think you do. You don't have as much power in that conversation as you think you do. And if you're trying to build a nice, good, professional, teamwork-enhancing relationship you need to understand all the strength and weaknesses that come from your perspective. And, you know, had, had I heard these words before, I think I would have, uh, I think I would have gone into conversations doing something completely different. I would have understood that, hey, half of this realistically could be completely foreign to me if I had the presence of mind to do so. And, and like there's easy ways to, to, to kind of break this down. And, and so, um, but again, like th- these are like the, the simple, completely superficial type of conversations. If it's me talking to uh, another woman, if it's me as a white male speaking to an African-American male, right? That, that is one of those differences. Me as a straight man talking to a homosexual man. Right. So so these are different things that we can have conversations about. But again, you know, there's such a small part of that 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 may be at play. Not that any one of those things that I mentioned makes up the entirety of who you are as a human being, which is why our understanding of perspective is going to be so key. So you can isolate, you know, the parts of our different perspectives that are at play and have, you know, the corresponding conversation. So, so man, I don't, I don't know. I like, I don't know, I don't know if you find this exciting as I do, but I absolutely love the concept. And so, so moving forward, you know, if I'm going to have a disagreement with, well, with my wife, with my family, with with my friends, with coworkers, colleagues, whatever, I need to realize that I can only account for fifty percent of the perspective in this conversation, and uh, similarly, yet conversely, they can only account for fifty percent. And what can we do? What is our understanding of this dynamic in this relationship where we can allow for this, where we can have an open-minded conversation where I can go into it knowing, hey, 
I'm only at half the perspective in this conversation. And this other person has an equal amount of perspective that should be talked about. And vice versa. And what can we do as leaders to create this environment, to shape these communication channels where people feel free, and not only feel free, where they are encouraged to have these kinds of conversations because this is the type of environment that we have set up for them. Man, interesting stuff. So, uh, so I would love to hear what you think. Um, you know, there, there are a couple different ways that, uh, that you know, I'm trying to, to communicate with, with y'all. Um, and so if you haven't watched the, the YouTube channels, there is also a, uh, a website on Facebook. And if you're listening to this and you're inside the U.S. Air Force, and the vast majority of you are, um, then you, you've probably seen Air Force Quarantine University. And so you can go to the Quarantine University Facebook page and you'll see a lot of my videos. So in the past month, month and a half, I've probably done four or five different videos on there, just kind of gathering some, some thoughts to do that. And uh, you know what? I absolutely want your feedback. So whether you text me, when, again, my phone number is 602-621-0821. And if you happen to be overseas, then you can hit me up on that with, with WhatsApp. And I'm more than happy to have the conversation. You can email me, chachi at capelead.com. You can leave a message for me on the Cape Lead Facebook page. Um, wh- wh- whatever you want. And again, we can't get the conversation right if we're not having the conversations. So I hope this finds you well. I hope the quarantine... And the COVID-19 pandemic isn't too terribly frustrating and upsetting uh, for for you and and your family. And I I hope this finds you well. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. And we'll catch you here next time on the Cape Lead Revolution. This is Chachi reminding you to always educate, anticipate, and dominate. We'll see you later, everybody. Cheers. Cheers.